All right, welcome to another episode of 35 All Grip. Today's guest, Matthew Deitch. Hello, good to be here. Thanks for being here, Matt. I got a short little intro for Matt for the people that uh, might not know who he is. Matt is a pioneer of the Asheville downhill scene. He's got numerous skatehouse media parts that showed the world what the terrain was like in the region. If you think you found a road... Around Asheville, I pretty much guarantee Matt's already skated it. <laughs> <laughs> True, I get a lot of messages. Oh, have you seen this one? Yes. Yes, he has. Um, I'm actually going to start this interview off with a uh, guest question. Okay, we fire got, it off. We got a guest question from Bailey Weinkoff here. Here we go. question for matthew deitch my question is what is your first memory of skating elk Ooh, okay that's a good one and i know exactly my first memory of skating elk it was magical um me jack i believe kevin kang garrett and preston had come up to Asheville, and we were skating with philip ashelman and we skated Bartrams, did some hairpins and stuff. And uh, then we went to Paradise before we knew how to open the gate. And so just blind dropped it. Boulder is still in the road. And uh, yeah, that was an experience because you had to hike back up it too. And so yeah, we went from Bartrams to Paradise. And then as we were driving out down Elk, I was like, yo, what is this road? And, um, yeah, Philip Ashleman is like, oh, I think some people might skate it sometimes. I don't know. And we went down, I think, two corners, got to, like, where the park is. And me and Jack were like, no, tur- turn the car around. We're skating down this. And, yeah. I so Also, I'd never seen the road. It's blind drop. And as you're well aware, it's a beautiful place. And, yeah, definitely a journey from top to bottom with a lot of foot breaking. <laughs> A lot, a lot of foot breaking. I think Jack has a video of it, but the GoPro's basically pointed at the ground, so you just see our feet foot breaking. Jack was uh, claiming that may have been the first Paradise run ever. First Paradise run ever? No, no, no. no. <laughs> he was saying he was making bold claims. I, so I never let the truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> no. yeah, there is definitely older footage that exists of. Yeah, th- that kind of Philip Ashleman, Troy Lehman crew doing runs. Hell yeah. I've heard those names come up quite a bit. Um, was this your first... Were you already in Asheville? Have you Had you been there before? Or was that kind of like one of your first trips to Asheville? I think that was my first trip to Asheville proper for downhill. No yeah, kidding. That would have been high school... Loaded up my mom's minivan with the Groms and Jack and Preston and uh, rolled up here. That's quite quite the uh, proper um, welcoming, I'd say. Definitely. Three pretty awesome roads. What was the uh, what was the Charlotte scene like growing up? Yeah, okay. So that was interesting. Um, that was in the days of Facebook groups. Um, there was 
there was one crew and one crew would die and another would pop up and the Facebook groups would change, but it had enough road like hills that you could go and learn techniques, you know, sliding or cornering, um, that kind of stuff. But it was also, yeah, two hour drive up here. And so when, um, Jack and I started skating together downhill and eventually we met like Brandon Corey, um, and Bailey and everyone and started coming up to the mountains with them. And then it was weekend trips. Awesome. Awesome. Definitely hear uh, a lot of those names still to this day, still doing it. Got so it. that's what's up. What's, uh, what about SEGS? What's going on with SEGS? SEGS Southeast Grom squad. Yeah. Who is that? Uh, that was Garrett, Kevin, Philip, Johnny Rutherford and Brendan Brown. And they were just kind of, so I guess you had with that North Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee. So it was kind of like this, um, South Southeastern trio. And, uh, yeah, they were, yeah, probably all like 16 at the time, 15, 16 and, uh, traveling around racing and skating hills and stuff. Garrett was telling me like, uh, you would like pick him up and you y'all would go out to like Lake Lure and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Roll up, say hi to mom, put Garrett in the van and, uh, yeah, a lot of Lake Lure trips. That's where our for first mountain trips were with, um, with Bailey and them going to Lake Lure. That was always always the spot what roads what roads were you kind of going to in the kind of early in the start what was your stuff was your you look stuff you wouldn't know the name of like <laughs> <laughs> roads you wouldn't even think of as a run you know like i remember behind the ingles there's like one hairpin so you can go and like try and do a slide around a hairpin and then across the street from the ingles there's this straight road that went 50 so that was uh place to get get some speed going now that i think about it just <laughs> all the stuff immediately around the ingles was the <laughs> the, the start there <laughs> and then then we started graduating to, to some bigger roads and that's that's when you get to like janitor and can um yeah lake lure pavement back then was pristine it's a little weathered these days but it slides really well drips really well and uh yeah so mix of double yellows and neighborhoods incredible cool spot cool spot to be going out to what were you uh were you pretty much like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna move to the mountains and pursue this or oh yeah for sure when i was like uh finishing high school applying to colleges that was definitely number one on my mind was going to mountains and roads and Asheville was my first choice um at the time boone was the the downhill scene like everyone who wanted to skate downhill would go to Boone and uh, you know, also it's a much bigger school. So there's way more people rotating in and out, keeping the scene alive. So for many years, Asheville, despite being the bigger city had way smaller crew here, just a, just a handful. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was pretty tight knit, especially, I mean, like, would you want to kind of elaborate like on AGP downhill and kind of how that, Kind of, yeah. kind of came into fruition. Yeah, yeah. Um, Asheville Garbage Patrol. Um, yeah, we. Uh, that was me, Jack, 
Kyle K, JY Jelly. Um, I guess Dave and Ethan were with us too. And uh, yeah, I guess at the time everyone had longboard crews with uh, like acronyms. I guess the only one I can think of right now is LBDR, but I swear there was more. <laughs> You're like, we're getting an acronym. <laughs> yeah, we just like, we, we need an acronym. And um, yeah, I came up with that. And so I guess, yeah, there's maybe five or six of us actively skating downhill. I don't know where the name came from. I think it was probably the age, the acronym came first and then we just had to come up with <laughs> words. I don't, I don't even remember exactly how that creation went, but um, yeah, that was our, that was our Asheville crew and uh, yeah, we made some videos and um, yeah, just uh, a lot of traveling around skating because yeah, there was a lot, a lot to be explored, you know, wasn't definitely, you know, not the first, not the last. Um, but, and there's still plenty of untouched, uh, mileage out there to be done. Um, but yeah, spent a lot of time, those guys looking at the map and then driving there to see what there was. Incredible. Actually, speaking of that map, I have a, I got another guest question. (laughs) All right. Pertaining. I think I know where this is going, but let's, let's hear it. All right, here we go. It's from Garrett Gorley. Hey, y'all. This is Garrett, your local stuntologist, a.k.a. tarpologist. Um, I am just calling to say Matt is a absolute legend. He uh, fostered me and Kevin's uh, growth in downhill, and uh, he moved to Asheville. And I just want to talk about his time in Asheville in the embryonic days when he had that super cool map and i remember we'd come and visit and we'd use that map to choose where we'd go skate um yeah so i'd like to hear about that era oh the map also do a stunt beer (laughs) also do a stunt beer (laughs) all right we're life short gotta stunt it um what's i don't have a stunt beer off the top of my head here but we'll get one in we'll get one in here Garrett, we'll get one for you. That's funny because Garrett actually, he sent me uh, pictures of that map the other night. I guess he was thinking about it. Um, okay, the map. So <laughs> Yeah, what's what's up with this map? <laughs> There's a couple things up with this map. So first off, it's super sick. I love maps. <laughs> and this is like a raised relief topographic map of Western North Carolina. So it's like hard plastic. All the mountains raise up and you can see see a lot of roads on there at least the major ones and um it's also great for yeah learning the terrain and you know it's it's i don't know it's like the difference between having a photo on your phone and having a actual film printed photo in your hand like having an actual map that you can all sit around at a table and point out spots um was really good because that's kind of our first start all right look at this physical raised relief map that's almost as big as this table like from here to here and uh pick pick areas and locations and then go into google maps and start looking and seeing what's there after checking out what the mountain range looks like so yeah a lot of time spent with that map and uh yeah the other thing about this map (laughs) which if you ask jack about it he, he he likes to bring this up 
is it is a great flirting device. <laughs> Back in- <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Unheard of. Yeah, I, who knew? Women love maps too. <laughs> um, no, but uh, yeah. So I guess it's I don't I don't remember the first time. <laughs> that sounds like a serial problem. <laughs> i guess at some point we're at a party or something in college and i like was telling this girl about my map back at my house and it's never gone away since then me and jack for years i'll be somewhere and you'll just come over and be like hey has he told you about his map yet (laughs) hey man everyone loves everyone loves that topographic map yeah it's uh yeah it's really fun so i mean we have a ton of roads here in western north carolina and i remember you kind of mentioning to me years back about why we have so many roads in this area um would you like to kind of tell the people why we have so many roads here expand expound enlighten yes (laughs) um enlighten them and actually, I didn't realize, we, we looked this up before to make sure we got the facts right, but I didn't realize how long this program actually went. I thought it was shorter. So since 1989 up until 2012 to 15, somewhere in there, uh, North Carolina had this program to pave um, all dirt roads, basically. They made a list of every gravel and dirt road in the state that was eligible for paving particularly rural areas and went about and did work. And so over those 30 years, almost, I guess, um, 25 years, they paved, what was it? 15,000 miles of road. Some insane number of mileage. Yeah. Just paved incredible amount of roads. Anything that was dirt, they looked at it and said, you know, can we put pavement here? So, the result of that is there's just an absolute abundance of paved roads going over mountains because yeah, they thought about it in terms of driveways that they're serving on the roads. Um, and yeah, I think they've paved over 90% of eligible roads for paving in the state. So they basically, they ran out of roads to pave and said, (laughs) I guess we have to end this program. (laughs) And, um, and so all that budget actually got switched over to maintenance and we do get a lot of fresh paved roads around here. It happens pretty frequently. I'd say we really do. We really do. Um, you know, we've had some people say this before, like check on your, check on your local runs that maybe you've been kind of haven't hit in a while. And you're like, oh, it's pavements, pavements screwed might be repaved now because DOT will just come through this area and repave stuff so check your locals yeah go scope it out um you've had uh you've had a few spills certainly skating downhill uh one time in particular i remember you may have gotten like an infection or something in your leg Mm. or something what was up with that i did okay so that wasn't actually from downhill I had oh shit! I'd hit my shin on a ledge at the skate park, I think, or maybe I hit it with my board. I'm not sure which one it was, and um, yeah, it was just this tiny little cut, and uh, yeah, it just blew up 
so fast. Like overnight, my leg just got totally infected. Um, and I guess what's the word sepsis when it enters your bloodstream. I went to the hospital for it and, uh, yeah, they, with antibiotics, um, they're careful not to give you the crazy stuff for, uh, super strong resistant antibiotic resistant bacterias. So they wait for you to be like on death's door and then they say, okay, nothing else work. We'll give you this now. So that was, yeah, that was pretty brutal. And they, um, and they gave you the good, the good stuff. Uh, definitely. I was on the good stuff. <laughs> I was, I was pretty loopy there. Um, but yeah, so that, that happened. That was a, that was a good time. It was actually on new year's Eve. Um, Preston and I think Brad were coming down from Boone and, um, yeah, I, I was like, all right, cool. I'll see you guys tonight. And then by the time they showed up, I couldn't walk. So I was like, they walked in the door and I was on the couch and I was like, can you drive me to the hospital? And, uh, oh yeah, that's where I went. I'm glad you got that taken care of. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I've been pretty lucky with downhill where I've never had a, I guess you would call it catastrophic crash. Um, actually my worst injury is from snowboarding, not even from, from skateboarding. Um, a lot of road rash, a lot, a lot of road rash. Um, man, oh, I forget who it was. Um, Alex, Alex Northeast guy has that, uh, candy shop, soda shop. Mm, yeah. Name's Alex. <laughs> Anyways, guy came down to, guy came down to skate hills and it, yeah, he had messaged me, I guess on Instagram or Facebook. It's like, yeah, I want to come down and skate. And, um, I was like, okay, you know, okay, what's your proficiency? I didn't know who he was. So like, what's your proficiency level? Like, can you slide? And he's like, I want to go 50 miles per hour into hairpins. I was like, okay, well we can make that happen. <laughs> so yeah, we went to paradise and, uh, <laughs> yeah. he did, did like one run was like, okay, <laughs> I guess, I guess I've gone 50 into hairpins. That was crazy. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I was young and dumb at the time and uh, always used protection. I was not, I was wearing a helmet and gloves. That was about it. And uh, we're at the top of Elk because we had uh, decided to move on to calmer waters. And uh, yeah, he's like, I knew the roads were here were crazy, but I didn't know the skaters were too. I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, dude, you have scabs for knee pads. And I like looked down and he seems right. It's just like <laughs> dual caps, you know, <laughs> fat scabs on there. And that's when I was like, yeah, yeah, actually there's technology for this exact problem. Maybe I should try, try using it. And, uh, yeah. So I bought some, uh, TSG knee pads to the best for downhill is, would you say this is kind of around the time where you transitioned into like the, uh, pajama pants and, knee pads look i wanted to kind of touch on that on that style you were rocking for a little bit yeah i i went pajama pants and flannel with knee pads underneath i don't know where the i guess there's the g-forms people were wearing g-forms underneath their pants and then the tsg knee pads were pretty low profile so you could slide those under baggy pants too and um yeah i don't know i guess it's just like uh, the college kid try to look like you don't care kind of thing where wear pajama pants to class. So I was kind of in that phase and mentality and um, yeah, you know, 
got to carry your style with you everywhere. And uh, so, <laughs> always st- stupid as outfit, honestly, because pajama pants are always like the thinnest material. So the second it brushes against the road, not even if I fall, it just brushes against the road to disintegrate. And uh, yeah, definitely wrecked a lot of pajamas and flannels. <laughs> And the thing about the knee pads underneath, too, is it puts a hole when you slide. Oh, absolutely. Immediately. <laughs> yeah, but it's aesthetic. It's aesthetic. It's quite the aesthetic. It certainly is uh, on my mind as like a downhill skater aesthetic through the through the years, through the yeah. generations. <laughs> I, I feel like maybe there were other people wearing pajama pants at the time. I don't know. I'll have to think back on that. You know what? I'm going to claim it. Original. Yeah, that's yeah. me. Yeah, Matt, Matt originated that. <laughs> no one else wore pajama pants on a skateboard before I did. So y'all were, uh, I mean, you mentioned earlier you were just looking at maps and kind of going out to places. Um, I'm sure you have quite a few first descents you could probably claim, you know. Um, yeah. One that comes to mind is I remember seeing a picture of you and Jack at um, Zabalba. <laughs> Yeah. Do you do you want to touch on your experience the first time rolling up to that road? Yeah. First time skating Shibalba. Um we did not blind drop it, I believe. We definitely drove that one. Um just cuz like we had we'd been using I guess it was Fine Hills, you know, so you could see the grade and it's really not that far out of town, but it's kind of it's tucked into a smaller mountain range <clears throat> out there Lester Lester way. And, um, yeah, so we had found that road. We went out there. I think someone else was with us. I think maybe Kyle, Kyle K was with us perhaps hard to remember. Um, but yeah, that road was horrifying because I, I think at least for us and what we were skating, I mean, that was pushing the limits. I mean, that <laughs> thing is steep, fast, huge slides, um, giant trucks driving up it too there's that truck place at the bottom so you just get giant dump trucks on this what was it like 18 percent average grade road wildly steep open road wildly steep open road (laughs) and um yeah so the very top of it there's these kind of fields there where um they got they got you know cows beef in there and i don't know why it kind of looks like south america somewhere and i guess shibalba shibalba is the place of death in mayan culture i believe and yeah we we hadn't dropped this road yet it was like horrifying it looked like brazil or something and uh yeah so we went with shibalba and because i mean that thing was like it was like the neighborhoods like can or something like that where it's steep huge slides but double yellow open road and uh yeah definitely was just fear pending the first run run or two there um but we leathered up for it we're, we're like okay you know this this feels really real if <laughs> you put something on and uh yeah that that definitely opened a new level of skating and control because i mean you have to throw what like 100 foot slides in your lane accurately into these corners or else you're gonna have a really really bad time there was the uh jack trainers video he has a raw run there somewhere on the internet. Excellent but there's run. like there's like three different double yellows or something like painted in the first left slide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the first left. Yeah, there's they're going different ways. So depending on which double yellow you follow, because I guess they've just painted over but not 
they missed, I guess. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, you have to be careful which double yellow you follow because you might end up actually over it into this steep blind hairpin. So, um, yeah, that was a, a little optical illusion there to trick you and make things more interesting. Well, it's definitely a fitting, uh, fitting road name. Y'all did a really good job naming that one. And I just wanted to say, too, all the road names in Astral are named have really good names and you know we put put some thought and effort into those yeah there's some really cool names out there um you know you got rum run Mm -hmm. got jenkum (laughs) that one's kyle k gotta get that one all to him (laughs) oh man well i think it's time for us to move into a segment i like to call name that road oh okay so matt i'm going to describe a road to you Mm mm-hmm and see if you can guess. Okay. And all, all North Carolina, or are we going worldwide here? We're going North Carolina. This is North Carolina. It's something you've skated. I try and keep it, you know. Okay, yeah. I'm yeah. not trying to stump you. You're trying to trick me? Well, I am kind of, but everyone guesses <laughs> these so easily. So. All right, I'm excited. First vague um, clue. Um, there is a view at the top of this road paradise no elk nope um jenkum nope uh mount doom nope uh (laughs) you want another clue yeah give me another one (laughs) i I think they all got views (laughs) i wanted to go like crazy crazy vague all right this one's might fucking give it away there is some jersey barriers on this road Oh, Jersey Barriers. Oh, uh, Sucky. Correct. Woo. Yeah, I knew that was going to give it away. Okay, there is there is quite the view there. <laughs> there is. I have, uh, I have another uh, road. This one is for the listeners. So uh, if you guess this, just comment on Instagram. I'll put out a reel for this. So here's your clue. This road is the first video on AGP Downhill's YouTube that Matt Deitch stars in. That's your clue. Oh, you're stumping me here. <laughs> Thanks for playing. All right, so we uh, we were just talking about Camp Sucky. I wanted to get into kind of when the skatehouse media folks came to town and mm-hmm. you really got some incredible footage on, on some roads, including Camp Sucky. Um, and no one, I mean, at that time, there wasn't really that many videos out of the region. And I really think that, uh, your videos on Skatehouse kind of started giving a glimpse into like what the roads were really like around here. Yeah. So like, how was that, um, having the California folks come out and filming and hanging out? Yeah. So I, I guess to back it up, there's the skates giving trips been happening uh happening for a long time and the the torch kind of got passed a little bit but it's largely the started off with the i guess the northeast crew um coming down in a van common open road crew so that would have been anthony um and you also had like matt k dubler um going on those and so 
with uh, both of them moving to California and um, doing Skatehouse Media, it kind of got rolled into becoming a Skatehouse Media trip, the uh, annual Skatesgiving trips. And so they would uh, come down in the Comet van and uh, go out and hit roads. And I think before... They're definitely, yeah, they had been stopping, like I said, Boone was the spot, and that's kind of where a lot of people were. So traditionally, they had gone through Boone. I think kind of, correct me if I'm wrong, Anthony, you can comment on this one, but I think they were largely skipping over Asheville, but then would skate stuff south of Asheville. So like getting down towards Sucky and stuff on the South Carolina line there. Um, Oh, am I giving that away? Bleep that out. <laughs> Bleep that out. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> DM me your spots. They know too much. They know too much. <laughs> Burn after reading. Um, yeah, so Skates Giving Vans, uh, they would come down. And so that's how I ended up meeting uh, a lot of those guys. They came through Asheville. And uh, yeah, we skated like Paradise and Elk and Mount Doom think 151 rum run um all that kind of stuff and uh yeah i mean i guess that was around 2014 or so so jack and i had like just started going to races and events and skating outside of the state and getting exposure to the rest of the world of downhill because um yeah i mean we we learned basically skating together watching youtube videos and then started to link with some of the other north carolina guys but never um going much outside of that so it was definitely yeah i really look forward to those trips and them coming to town because uh yeah i got to you know skate with people whose videos are watching and had inspired me and then also um yeah push my own level um i remember taking like, paradise runs with uh with louie just being like passing each other back to back and um just full full raging probably some of the the fastest runs i've ever taken down paradise were with louis on uh skates giving um and then i guess uh i would be remiss if i didn't give a huge shout out to to max uh max dubler because yes shout out yes shout out to my boy um yeah uh skating with him and it was awesome definitely saw him or see him as like a a downhill mentor i guess you could say um showing me the ropes because at that point when we started traveling and going on trips together um you know he also put me on with uh madrid at one point um so that was kind of we had done a couple regional races but once the skates giving crews came through um that's when I think we really started to uh, get in touch with the larger, larger community. Absolutely, yeah. Like, uh, no, you're right. I, I wasn't given the like the skates giving camp sucky video. I mean, that's a pretty incredible video. The corner to corner, yeah, shot. Yeah, true. I guess the videos too. When you mentioned those. Yeah, we made some pretty sick videos. There's pretty <laughs> sick videos. I'll I'll post some videos out. And put them on Instagram, but a lot of these videos are not on the internet with yeah. the Skatehouse Media website. Not blackout. Ex- blackout. Yeah. So I'll try and revive some of these clips we're talking about and put yeah. them up for the people because I think it's some of those videos are like some of your best work. I'd like, agree. Some pretty, the, pretty insane skating. The Sucky Run, 
Those pajama pants and knee pads for you. I mean, <laughs> could just absolutely wreck those by the end. But yeah, that was definitely first uh, top to bottom raw run on Sucky because there's that, like you said, skatehouse video with uh, corner shots and you can kind of see the steepness of it. But yeah, man, that road, super crazy. And uh, yeah, just uh, was like, okay, here's my chance. Got to gotta put it down. And uh yeah, we did it. There's one also. There's a paradise run did with Matt and uh, Matt K, and he had put the camera on the front of the car, but then was standing out of the sunroof while someone else drove, and he had a stick, so he's kind of moving it around, and that got kind of. He's cool. holding it out of the window. It's and mounted. Then, I know this video you're talking about. It's mounted about. on the front with a long stick. I see what you're saying. Okay. And so he's standing out of the sunroof, holding the stick, moving it around to give it that kind of motion and follow. Um, but yeah, that and I think the toucan video I did with Matt too. All my best raw runs are with Dubler and uh, all, well, it's a tie between Teach and uh, Phil and NCDH. But <laughs> but realistically, also Matt K, Matt K put it down and got some fire on that trip, those trips. Oh, absolutely. Super awesome vids. I'll link the people in the show notes. So uh, at this time, uh, you're you're unsponsored still, or you were? I guess you were riding probably for Two Tone at this time. At this point, I was riding for Two Tone with this when the, when the Skatehouse videos came out. I was riding for Action too. So we were we were teammates. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Action was at that point. Yeah, yeah. That Action. So my first sponsor was Two Tone uh, from Anton. Um, but action and yeah also i did some of my best work on the mini ladon <laughs> you truly did I'm yeah. like that was your board dude <laughs> just so warped with jessup grip tape and <laughs> sim trucks and yeah but it, it did it that was a fast board you were uh you were very diehard symmetrical truck guy for a long time i was i was um things have changed now but I, I caved. <laughs> but I mean, you you really started pushing your, your switch skating at a certain point. It just seemed like you were like just skating everything switch. Was there just like a vendetta you had to just like, I'm going to skate everything switch? They're like... <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So where, where that came from was, you know, I, I was still in college at UNCA and... Um, yeah, I guess I just started to notice the imbalances of the body due to downhill. You know, tucking and leaning. You you work one muscle on one side, but not the other side, and you do it all the time. Same thing with the you know skate park and every street as well. And I don't remember exactly how I got the idea, but I was just like, okay, well maybe I can uh, balance my body out by just skating switch. So I started by pushing skating to class and work switch every single day just your average commute fundamentals fundamentals exactly pushing turning foot braking sliding i'd go session and just practice switch slides and stuff and after a little bit i was getting pretty comfortable it's actually really interesting learning stuff switch because you already know what the body mechanics are and how they should feel so like when when I would go to learn a slide or or something like that switch, 
oh, sometimes it felt more technically correct because I didn't have the bad habits that I had um, in my typical slides that had taken years to get to. It's like a fresh slate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I notice I say feel. It might not look that way, but it feels that way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I uh, yeah, I just went in went in on Switch, and um, once I got pretty comfortable with it. Yeah, there wasn't many people really skating switch downhill. Like I think Byron and Liam might have been the two people I can think of that, you know, put some inspiration there, but kind of a different style. Liam definitely, you know, he's got his stand-up slides, crushes them, huge switch slides. Byron was doing some switch tucking and down runs and stuff. And uh um uh Will Royce and Norm, we also got some good run switch runs in together. Um but yeah, I uh, I was just really enjoying skate and switch. Also, it made roads that weren't scary scary again, like elk, yeah, for example. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I have what I would I would say I have two unique contributions to downhill, and one of them I'm claiming it is the switch foot break, um, fully utilized within a run. Uh, I got that on on elk and also got it on uh paradise yep. so if if you've got switch foot brakes on video before me on a gnarly road uh let me see that let's see them let's see your switch foot break show me your switch foot break <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's not a very good contribution honestly <laughs> it would probably be better without it but i'm claiming it i also wanted to uh touch on with with your switch skating you really kept it like you're going down the hill switch, but you're being directional, like full commit, not 180ing back, like top to bottom, puck down, yeah, switch skating. And I wanted to t- uh, talk to you about uh, what you thought about the difference between skating switch and uh, fakie downhill <laughs> as far as foot placement. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yes. So this comes from skateboarding. You know, if you're standing... When you're riding switch, are you on the tail, which is now the nose, or are you on your back foot or front foot, basically? And, um, yeah, so I would say downhill is a front foot heavy sport. You're you're always leaning most of your weights on your front foot. And so oftentimes what you'll see, I think there's a couple questions in there about 180s in general and switch, but oftentimes what you'll see is after someone 180s and is riding switch they still are super heavy and dominant on what was previously their front foot and is now their back foot so it really looks different just because your your body is set up different and with uh yeah with with me not being good at standard slides or 180s, which also is part of the reason. <laughs> like, okay, now I'm going too fast to 180 back. I just have to stay switch. <laughs> Might as well do the whole thing. Um, <laughs> it's out of safety. So, uh, uh, yeah, I really focused, like I said earlier, I knew what it was supposed to feel like and to be over the front foot, you know, face down, ass up, and uh, grip and rip. So, yeah, I just... Uh, that's that's kind of where the mentality came from and yeah i really wanted to you know, try and try and mirror that and get that uh wow that switching uh, yeah, you're, a- you're, you're switch skating you look 
like you're very front foot heavy switch like you are have it mirrored pretty well yeah um, i was yeah i was trying like i said trying to trying to get that style there and there was a point where i felt pretty confident i could skate pretty much any road switch that i could skate not switch might be way slower a lot more slides or foot brakes but uh, <laughs> but uh my second biggest contribution to downhill skateboarding <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so yeah i mean i had some pretty hefty roads switch kazakov switch, yeah switch kazakov that first first right switch toe side for me barreling in and then the last right you know is a also super switch. fast grip, grip tar- corner tar- <laughs> yeah like 50 60 switch um pike's peak That's oh a- wow i oh. didn't know you did that oh yeah that uh that was horrifying because you know you're you're above tree line. You're so high up that air braking doesn't matter. So normally, if I skated a run switch and I would like you know just like any run stand up and maybe carve a little bit, so a huge noticeable difference in speed. Not at Pike's Peak, uh, I went just as fast as I did tucking, but <laughs> but st- standing straight up because there's no one no air resistance there. That's a big one. You also had uh, Voss. Was it the Norway run? Was it was it Voss? Or? Yeah, Voss is the where the what's well, it's called oh man i can never pronounce this um skevard skevert something like that is the where they had the race course for the um stream port sport veco the norwegian downhill cup for many years which plug they have a new road this year brand new fresh paved right by the festival tent and the lake with a skate park where you can swim highly recommend going to norway looks incredible are you gonna go back this year it's coming up quick. It's coming up <laughs> quick, and I haven't I haven't made arrangements yet. Um, if I do, it's going to be pretty last minute. But like I said, they got this brand new road, and you know, Norway's an amazing place, and all the you know down all the crew out there really crushes it and does good organization on the event. So maybe we'll see. We'll see. This uh, kind of the top, the start of your switch vendetta i'm just gonna be calling that now for the mm. this podcast i guess you used to be a diehard fan of rads like you yeah. used to only ride rad wheels um and i feel like you did a lot of your switch skating on there why just stop riding rads yes <laughs> good, good question um yeah i uh when rad came out i mean they were the best wheels on the market by far um just blowing everything else away and uh yeah so i rode pretty much exclusively white rad advantages for years and years and um yeah so why did i switch from rad i uh which i wasn't riding for rad i was just a uh, very very loyal customer yeah <laughs> definitely uh, they were getting a paycheck off you uh, yeah they're making <laughs> bands <laughs> uh, racks on racks um rads on rads yeah <laughs> uh yeah so i i've been riding them they're perfect wheel and um yeah well uh sucrose hit me up um to to ride for them uh i think or norm had talked to talked to them because he was riding for them too we were you know we're in mids and had been you know traveling skating a lot and uh yeah i mean homie hook up there thank you norm and 
ended up taking the contract with uh, Sucrose. You know, some some budget for racing. A lot, a lot of wheels. Thank you so much, guys. Shout out Sucrose. A lot, a lot, a lot of wheels. Shout out Sucrose. Shout out. So, um, yeah. And the other thing, I guess, is like everyone that I rode for had always approached me. I guess like action to, you know, friends with Anton with two tone, but action, um, you know, Jim had hit, hit me up and was like, Hey, you want to ride for us? Um, same thing. Uh, yeah. Same thing here with, with Sucrose. And so, yeah, it feels nice to feel wanted. And, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, you know, like I said, uh, the, the help was a huge support and, so that's why I uh, made the switch off of Rad. And I, I do you have a follow up question here, perhaps? <laughs> how did how did uh, racing? How'd your <laughs> racing career? <laughs> <laughs> how did my racing career, career go, go after after uh, switching to Sucrose? So they they're fantastic wheels and. Not everyone can be as good as Norm because Norm just kept up with everyone. I mean, he he had James Kelly beaten that heat up there at oh, uh, Burke at Burke. Oh my gosh, riding the, riding the cross, dude. On so, the cross. You know, on one hand, poor worksman blames his tools. On the other hand, um, it's a lot harder to keep up with people on kegels and rad advantages when you're riding sucrose summits. Um, you know, they're a great downhill wheel, but they're not a race wheel. And so, yeah, at that time, I I think I was, was halfway through IDF tour, um, was making my big push, like, okay, going out on the circuit, going to race, hold it down for NC. And, um, yeah, so I made the switch to the wheels, uh, to Sucrose, and, you know, my... Uh, my ranking steadily steadily went down <laughs> throughout the rest of that season. Um, it was just so hard, you know. On one hand, performance is performance, but gear matters too. And uh, when it comes to racing specifically, you know, they're smaller wheels; they slide a lot more. And uh, yeah, and I think I ended I ended up thirty third that year on the tour. And um, yeah, uh, that was kind of. The, the the start of the end of ra- racing as a career and a and a, a focus um so I got yeah gotta be grateful but I also got to be honest um part of, I mean, obviously I, I have a part two but uh <laughs> yeah man it's like uh that high school story what's the guy from uh um vote for Pedro Oh, Uncle Rico? Uncle Rico, <laughs> yeah. You know, he's talking about his high school football game. Yeah. And that's like that's like me. I'm like, oh, you know, what could have been if I if I just stayed on the, the rads? But what could have been, dude? You could have been thirty second. Yeah. <laughs> true, true, true. Yeah. Um and it's the same thing with the, you know, science boards, split trucks, split angle trucks, tiny board. Now magnums are the the wheel of choice for sure. Um, Technology certainly changed. Yeah, in the last like eight years. Yeah, over the years, I was like, man, this is so hard to keep up with everyone. Like everyone is getting so fast and so good, which is true. But also, 
<laughs> as we discussed earlier, I was riding um, sim angles, sucrose wheels, like not even longboard grip tape, just Jessup or Mob or whatever. No foot soles. No foot soles. <laughs> um, horribly placed foot stop. And uh, yeah, I decided to convert and go full setup exactly. So I got the, you know, the slalom rogues, magnums, uh, mids black arrow board, um, foam block wedge, and foot soles, and just went full upgrade. And I have to say, I saw the light. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> there, there's a reason everyone rides this because it's really, really good. You really did go from like the eras and your setup just straight to i guess you, you're on your madrid which you know we're going to touch on in a little bit about your your time with madrid too already but yeah you really stepped you really stepped into the future yeah did it kind of like kind of reignite a, a little bit of passion for it kind of being on something that felt new or yeah definitely um because uh yeah i was still still living here in Asheville at the time and uh yeah we we definitely not to the same pace as before, but still definitely felt more excited to uh, go out and skate downhill and, um, yeah, try Yeah. Ride that board. Cause it totally changes the, the feeling changes the way you take turns the lines you're able to take. Yeah. Really cool feeling. Highly recommend a science board. Absolutely. Science board. <laughs> <laughs> Believe the science. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, um, yeah, there's definitely, I think this kind of also perfectly fits because with the switching to sucrose and uh, realizing racing is, uh, well, basically coming to the realization that uh, a career in downhill, any way you shape or slice it, is uh, it's going to be cash strapped. It's going to be sleeping on couches. And um, yeah, I guess I felt... I guess, I, yeah, I was definitely feeling a little discouraged after the way the season ended because I started really strong and then uh, fell off there at the end, um, second half. And, uh, yeah, between finishing school, um, changing my perception of myself, not just as a, I am just a downhill skater, but like, okay, maybe I need to lean into some of my other identity pieces and such. And then, uh, yeah, kind of felt tr transient with downhill for a while there. Um, spending a lot more time in the park and, uh, then yeah, science board, science board really changed that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we, you and I went out, I mean, we had the same setup, so yeah, identical boards, identical matching. And, uh, yeah, you and I went out and hit some good runs, good laps like uh when we were skating the now repaved very fast a-frame road that i will not say the name of oh that's your guess you, you you're you, which road am i talking about <laughs> yeah which road i almost said it yeah <laughs> what road i i posted a picture of it on my instagram story today so when this comes out in like a month uh <laughs> no one will know you'll have to re retrace your steps does that road have a nickname uh, I don't think so. Not yet. Mm. Not yet. Not yet. Well, Will has dubbed it NC's fastest road. So, it, I think it is. Yeah. That's that's a whole nother story. Well, uh, 
Drop it in the comments. What's the fastest road? What's the fastest NC? road to NC? Drop in the comments, folks. All right, I got a I got a little game. Got another segment for you to go. It's called uh, Pick a Card. I've been looking at these and wondering what we're gonna do. So I already pre-shuffled them, but I'm gonna cut them. You're not cheating, are you? Got so, something up your sleeve there. So uh, Matt, pick a card. He's looking at the deck. All right. Can I look up? Can I look at my card? Yeah, of course. Show it to me too. Nine club. No, I, I kind of already said this. Why did you stop riding rads? So pick another one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, go straight from the bottom of the pile. Ace of diamonds. Um, who's the fastest? Who's the fastest skater on the East Coast? <laughs> um. So, <laughs> yes, that that depends who you ask. Um, uh, there's a, there's a number of people who claim to be the fastest skater on the East Coast. I'm ultimately, I think I'm going to have to give it to Jack Trainer. You know, after many years of battling each other for the ego claim, I, I think he's got it. Um, and I'll tell you the story. So, <laughs> there's an unnamed skater, and uh, in his Instagram bio. Um, I don't know if he's going to hear this and <laughs> I don't know if he knows about this either, but if, uh, if you hear this then uh, know it's out of love, um, he had in his bio and like a number of things that he did, you know, you, you, you write who you are there. And one of the things he had was one of the fastest skaters on the East coast. <laughs> and it just became this kind of running joke to see. Who could ego claim being the fastest skater on the East Coast in um, you know the most public and consequential situation? <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm trying to think of some good ones here. Um, there's definitely a time where people also you know change their Instagram bios or would put like in a in their comment a picture like I'm the fastest skater on the East Coast. Um, I think uh, definitely there was like. I can't remember where it was, but there's definitely a time where it came up on like a podium or something like that, where someone, you know, just claimed in front of everyone, like, I'm the fastest skater. Um, bold claim. It is. A, it's a very <laughs> bold claim. And uh, so, yeah, it became this competition. And I, I speaking of the sucky run uh, with Skatehouse Media, when uh, so this this was going back and forth, and when that run came out, I asked Max to uh, put in the description on Skatehouse Media. <laughs> Matt Dyche, the fastest skater on the East Coast. I remember this. Road. <laughs> so I really thought I had that one with that one. You know, like okay, Skatehouse Media is the thrasher of downhill. That's the spot. Skatehouse Media says I'm the fastest on the East Coast. I'm the fastest on the East Coast. But I was outdone. By Jack. Um, I got to tell you this story. So <laughs> we were skating. I think it was elk, actually. We were skating. Yeah, we were skating elk. And uh, we get to the bottom, and there's a, there's a sheriff there. And he, he had pulled us over on the way down. So we got, we got pulled over skating by the cop. Had a follow car with a, with, with a camera on it behind us, too. <laughs> pulled over, and um, the cop walks up to us. And he's like, I don't know what he says. You know, some standard what the hell are you guys doing <laughs> kind of kind of question and jack looks back and sees that the camera on the hood of the car is still recording 
He looks at it, looks at me, and then looks at the cop and says, it's okay, officer. I'm the fastest skater on the East Coast. <laughs> and he just like looked at him like, oh, really? And talked her way out of it, uh, out of out of a ticket there. And um, so it worked. It, it worked, you know. <laughs> He was incredulous. He he wasn't gonna take it lightly, but uh, yeah, he believed him, and so it turns out you couldn't hear anything because of the sound of the engine on the camera. <laughs> so, <laughs> but <laughs> Jack just looked at that situation and said, and "Now's the time." So I'm <laughs> if someone same thing, someone's got a better uh, ego claim on fastest skater on the East Coast. Let us know where it is. Yeah, love to see it. Pull another card. Okay, okay, this is fun. I'll do one more just because the first one was a jack of hearts. <laughs> What's the worst road? Oh, <laughs> uh, what's the worst road? Mm. Oh man, that's tough. That's really, really tough. Honestly. Hmm. I love all roads equally. <laughs> I don't discriminate. He loves them all. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess um, I was never a big fan of... Can be anywhere. Can be anywhere? Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Um, <laughs> He's stumped. <laughs> I'm stumped. This is the hardest question you've asked me so far. What's the... The worst road. Um, I mean, yeah, there's there's some stuff out there. You know what the worst road is? Actually, it's the it's the blind drop on the way to Rocky Balboa. You know what I'm talking about? Um, there's there's a road, Rocky. You know, Rocky, and um, well, you can get to it a few different ways. But one of the ways you can get to it is. Um, not coming from the lake side, but coming from the other side. And there's this really just annoying road on the way down. So the top part of it is just so horribly slow. It's like just fast enough that you can't push. Like if you try and kick, you're going down, but it's slow enough that you're like, if a car comes behind me, they're just gonna be so pissed right now. Cause we're just crawling. And then it gets like dummy steep, like kind of those like bendy straightaways where it's like, okay, should I slide? Should I slide? I don't know. Should I slide? And um, then, yeah, you have to do this just crazy back and forth slide and then it's over. And uh, <laughs> you always, we always make people blind drop it on the way to Rocky. It's like the initiation. And um, you're like, this is ass. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just the worst experience. It's like, cause you right when you think you're safe because it's just doing nothing. And you're you're frustrated by the experience of having to stand on this board, um, yeah. Then it just gets crazy for about thirty seconds, and then it's over. Well, we always, we always talk about really good roads on this podcast. So I want to talk about the ones that aren't so good too. What do you think's the worst road? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make people mad if I say it. <laughs> no, you gotta say it. Hot take. Too many. Oh, yeah, I'm with you there. <laughs> uh, do you, like, do you care to expand? 
Um, I don't got to throw too much shade at it, you know. I'll go skate it, but if we still had paradise in its all its glory, we would never. No one would ever ever go to Chi Mini. No. It's a consolation prize. Um, that's all I'll say. All right, <laughs> that is that is a hot take. All right. Anyways, moving on. So I kind of wanted to ask you, during your heyday, you were skating an insane amount of roads. Um, by your estimate, how many sets of wheels do you think you were going through, like, in a monthly basis or, like, a year? In a year, or you could say, I guess. Yeah. What does? How many wheels does Matt K chew through? In a year, and let's say you're... Okay, let's call it like 2014 to 17, 16. That's like peak, 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 skating as much as frequently as I was. Well, 2012 to to 2016, I would say. Um, and... Oh, I'm going to say I was going through per year. Is that where? Per annum? Yeah. Oh man, I had to be. I guess it changed also with sucrose because I before that like spying every set of wheels. So, I mean, still that would have been, gosh, like I don't know, ten, twenty. I'm gonna call it twenty to twenty-five sets of wheels a year. Okay. Um. Which is a lot. <laughs> Maybe we'll call it 20, because that's like, what, two, around two sets a month or so? Yeah, it's easily destroying wheels that fast. Because, I mean, there's roads here, you can just, just core them in a day, basically. Um, and then, I mean, Sucrose, I was, they're sending me basically like a board box, but entirely filled with wheels. And I saw this one time at Burke. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And that, I, I mean, there had to be, there had to be 40, 60, like something like 40, 60 sets of wheels in there. Oh my gosh. And, uh, yeah, I was definitely quite, quite cavalier with, uh, with my wheels at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the house, baby. Yeah. Next round's on me. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta uh, ride these once. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I remember there's a day we were in Malibu um, prototyping the the grills. The You remember the, the Arbor? Oh, the, th- the thanier ones, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. yeah the, um, not the summits, but the, um, oh, God, I'm forgetting. Round lip. What's the what's the round lip sucrose called? <laughs> oh, there's spuds, there's vices. Uh, vices, yes, the grills vices. Um yeah, that's their like extra thany formula. And we uh we went to tuna with just like this giant cardboard box just filled with wheels. And yeah, it was like me, Mac, uh not Max, um Max showed up later in the session, but it was uh Sucrose gang, so it was like me, Norm, um yeah, I think Daniel McDonald was there too. And uh yeah, I mean we were basically 
doing like a set of wheels a run because i mean they're so <laughs> so thany and disintegrating and tuna has that insane cheese grater like slurry seal or whatever it is on there and uh that combo was just i mean wheels were basically unrideable after one maybe two runs so i think I, if i'm going like most destructive day of wheels ever i mean i think we each had to personally skated eight sets of wheels that day seven <laughs> like i said a run yeah ex- exactly like straight up a set a run and they they were <laughs> they're fucked you know like giant just all the way down unrideable after that one run each time why is it so satisfying destroying wheels it really speaks to the human condition and <laughs> the, the, the destruction we have in us while creating yeah <laughs> no i think it's just just feels good to break shit sometimes yeah <laughs> as fred durst would say yeah. wow now the uh the sucrose team at that time was just so badass what a cool lineup and not only that the the nc scene was straight flooded with sucrose wheels because you were yeah. on the team garrett, garrett was on the team uh matt ellison richard richard like 2016, everyone was on sucrose. This was a sucroseville. It was pre. I would. I would pre. Uh, Powell. Yeah. The, yeah. Before the Powell takeover. That yeah, that's the transition right there. All right, Matt. We have a. Uh, we had a request from Garrett earlier for you to do a stunt beer. So. This one's for the Dirty G. Appreciated your question earlier. I appreciate uh, all the work you do for our community and. Uh, yeah, glad to know you. And so I have here my prop, my beer, and you put them together and you get a stunt. So <laughs> here we go. He's pouring a beer into a flower watering pot for the listeners <laughs> that can't watering, see right now watering pot yeah. watering is that the right flower word? watering <laughs> watering pot yeah all right so uh yeah stunt it and uh i'm a little teapot <laughs> this is the i'm a little teapot stunt beer challenge it's got some good flow to it here can can i get it can i get a spritz (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh now i can't sell this shirt (laughs) it's gonna be your shirt oh yeah by the way we have a 35 all grip t-shirts they're available by the time this comes out. Uh, hopefully, we still have some in stock. But and shout out stunt beer and shout out stunt beer. Go buy a stunt hoodie. These beautiful shirts. You know yeah. you want one. There's a there's a graphic on the back too. They'll be on Instagram. Check it out. Okay, just kind of derailed there for a second. Yeah, <laughs> or, or got our heads in the game, depending <laughs> on how you look at it. Who? Okay, so we kind of barely touched on. The Severe Street house, which was like the the skate house. Um, 
I kind of wanted to bring up, uh, you had quite a few visitors come through. What were some kind of of your fondest visitor memories at Severe Street or just kind of some moments that stuck out? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so for context, uh, in college, Jack and I lived there. Um, and uh, it it was uh right next to unca and um yeah had a lot of good times with that house uh and that yeah that was uh for sure 100 percent the Asheville skate house for a long time when i left there i said we're no longer no longer doing the skate house i put in put in my dues because yeah we had so many people come through um you know mids crew with mids van action van um what other there's a bunch of crews i mean we had people traveling from far and wide coming to skate here and uh yeah okay favorite memories let's see i okay put def- you on the spot no 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 i got a few <laughs> so all the mids trips were always legendary when the mids van uh was still rolling and and uh you know kai and uh stefan and norm and Steve Kong and everyone, uh, yeah, would uh, would come down and we'd go pretty wild. Uh, man, I remember the the very first time the Mids Van came to NC and stayed with us. I think we were pretty fresh in the house. I think because I remember there not being as much furniture and stuff in there, but uh, uh, we were. We were doing shooting moon spitting moonshine fireballs in the house and wrestling and just generally going wild. Um, I think Ed was there too. I remember Ed waking up in the morning with one. He had gone to bed with two cans of beer next to him and fell asleep and woke up in the morning and sat up and like immediately, immediately cracked the two beers open. And uh, he kept saying, uh, "Are you clocked in? Because I'm going to clock you out." <laughs> that was a soundbite. And uh, I mean, I don't know if you've touched on it, but we also have to get, give Ed his credit because 35 All Grip is a Ed Garner original. Yeah, Ed Garner, Ed Garner terminology right there. And uh, yeah, it's so good. Um, but yeah, dude, Mids Van coming through, having moonshine fireballs. I think Kai and I got into a, got into a fight, and he wanted to go sleep on a hammock on the porch. Um, and also, as I said, there's moonshine involved, <laughs> so we were we were far gone. And that was when there was a polar vortex coming through. It was like negative twenty or something outside. Oh no! It's like Kai, he cannot sleep on the porch right now because you're gonna die. Uh, I don't care how strong that how warm that moonshine blanket is, and um, yeah, there's another time they came through and I was having a, a house party and like the mids van like basically just rolled straight up to a house party, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly. Um I mean there's also the time well first also uh, action, you know, you and Peter Crossy and uh Johnzilla um coming down. Um I was getting getting runs because yeah, we're all action teammates. And uh, yeah, we skated. Shout out Action Board Shop. Yeah, just sorry to cut you off. R.I.P. Also, Action Board Shop. It's for sale. If you want to buy a, um, I believe to be successful 
shortstop. Maybe maybe it could I, be yeah, yours. It's available for purchase. So I think so. Yeah. But um but yeah, you guys came down, we skated Mount Doom for the first time. That was oh, yeah. first yep. drop on Mount Doom. Um well, that was a that was a trip. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty wild. That was also the first time I um, remember because we drove up 151 mm. going yeah. there. And I remember driving up that and just I couldn't believe how turny it was. Turnt. <laughs> I was like, we're not skating down this one, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, there's one time when the action van and the mids van came at the same time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we were up at Paradise when you could still you know, get in the gate and hang out all day long just smoking runs chain smoking runs and shooting bb guns and drinking beer and smoking wheels too um big time yeah so when when both both you guys came down we had two two completely packed to the brim skate vans i mean there was like 20 people sleeping on the floor around the around the house um and then yeah we did the whole northeast race tour detour tour that's what it was detour tour yep Mm -hmm. that was really good um and yeah i mean i mean i also gotta just throw the uh the i don't know what you'd call it the the starstruckness out about out a little bit like once because like we'd have like you know boone guys come down oh then we had out of state georgia tennessee or virginia then uh, you know we started getting more regional crews, and then national, international, and um, yeah, I mean just all the times. I think about it this way: I skipped, I skipped school, I skipped class in college for one reason. <laughs> it was skating downhill. You know, you go to a party the night before you're hungover, like whatever. I'll still make it. You know. It's, someone wants to hang out like oh, i don't know i mean let's say i never did but if there was visitors in town and downhill to be had no question like okay we're gonna we're gonna go out and smoke and uh skate some runs today <laughs> and uh yeah i had all, all kinds of people come through and it's always interesting the dynamics too of running a skate house like it's super different when you have like one or two people come compared to if you have a van pool of people come obviously some people are, you know, they come down and they just want to skate. It's like, okay, we're just going to go skate all day. Some people want more of the lifestyle guided tour. Oh, we'll go some restaurants, um, waterfalls kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that was the zone so many times. I mean, we had an inordinate amount of skate gear <laughs> piled up in that place. Um, I recently gave away my wheel box, uh, I guess recently, two years ago, gave away my giant box of all the wheels from over the years. And I think Will shipped it out like largely to like, Colombia and India and a few other places. So, well, yeah, a lot of those those wheels are st- still uh, still have life out there in the world being ridden from NC to uh, over the sea. For the, the folks that are wondering how many wheels exactly we're talking about. Uh, it's probably like a 50 gallon Rubbermaid container mm-hmm. filled to the brim with. Yeah. And then a few wheels. auxiliary buckets as few well. A few buckets, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. Probably a, a hundred, a couple hundred pounds in urethane. Yeah. You, you couldn't <laughs> pick that up on your own. I mean, it sucked with another person. You basically have to drag that thing. So, 
yeah but yeah severe street skate house um yeah that was uh yeah that was a golden time for sure well i certainly the first time i came down here that's where i came and uh you were uh, always very welcoming and encouraging and uh it was cool it was cool to uh be able to skate with you and open your home and stuff because it helped me out i mean that's like led to me like come moving down here and kind of yeah you know those early times so and you're always a good guest and would bring us to like sick roads and yeah it was at, cool at that time i was going to we had people coming into town frequently enough that they knew me at homegrown because i'd always come in with a giant group of you know whoever's in town i mean it was like once a month twice a month like go in there with 12 people yeah 12 dirty yep. skaters and they'd be like oh you brought more people for us <laughs> like yes it's spreading the the chicken biscuit word yeah they should have sponsored you yeah <laughs> homegrown if you're hearing this you missed out <laughs> yeah it was a prime it was a prime time um yeah severe street super awesome um yeah when when y'all moved out that was end of an era yeah you know but uh that's when kind of apb kind of blossomed shortly after that so yeah tyler had moved in up the road um when i was in my last year in that house and uh yeah him david uh i guess uh matt kian came to and started uh yeah bringing up a next new generation of Asheville downhill skaters it's wild it's I, we're like on our like since then i would kind of call the F- severe street part of like the first gen longboard downhill skate house i mean i don't mm, really there was barry before that there, that there, was before yeah okay. i mean that was that was like jack and kyle and david and ethan and josh all in this horrible tiny apartment. I've heard about this apartment. I, n- I don't think I ever went there. I, I feel like I'd remember. It's a good thing. <laughs> you might, might have caught something. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, uh, yeah, speaking of Jack, I got a uh, guest question from him. Looking, looking well forward get that, to see what he's got. Get that ripping. Here goes. What's up, Badge Bag? Jack Trainer here calling in. That's the question that's been on everybody's minds. I've known you for a long time. I've driven lots of places with you. So, it was a little hard to believe when I heard it. When you flipped your car on Old Toll, how fast were you actually going? Because you claimed 15 miles per hour. I don't think you've ever been 15 miles per hour in a car in your life. I will remind you, you are under oath. Uh, yes. Thoughts? Uh, no comment. Statute of limitations here on this one. No. Uh, <laughs> no, Jack, that is the truth. However, there there is a embarrassing detail missing from this that uh, I, will, I will reveal to the world now. Um, <laughs> just don't... don't uh, don't let State Farm hear this. Um, so yeah, uh, we had uh, 
I had a roommate at the time, uh, Travis, and he had never skated in his life before moving in with a bunch of skaters at the skate house. Got him off Craigslist. And um, so, yeah, he'd been learning to skate, and he had learned the foot brake pretty effectively. So we were skating Old Toll, and I was driving. Um, and, I mean, he was, you know, foot braking. Old Toll is, you know, 20 to 30, right? <laughs> it's pretty slow. It's like 20 to 30, plus he's just foot braking the entire way down. So I was legitimately going, like, yeah, between 10 to 15 miles per hour, like, crawling down the road. And what happened was I was filming him with my phone while driving, and I was just not paying attention, and there's, like, this little right kink, and there's a bunch of salt on the road, so you couldn't really see the shoulder and where the line was. And, uh, yeah, don't drive distracted, folks, because, uh, yeah, my uh, my wheel caught the, the side. I dipped a wheel off the side of the road and immediately caught the side of the mountain and uh, flipped the car over and then went back onto its side. And, yeah, I mean, if I had been going the speed limit, <laughs> I would have been off off the side of the mountain for sure. And uh, so, yeah, I had the not, – not my proudest moment, uh, but – yeah, shit happens, and um, yeah, so I had to climb out the sunroof of the car, and uh, <laughs> I was on its side, and the the cop came, and she also did not believe my story that I was going 15 miles per hour, but you know, she did to make the insurance report and measure the distances and everything, and she was like, yeah, I swear on my life, Jack literally was going like, 13, 14, 15 miles per hour. Now he's saying 13. Seven. The story is changing. Seven. No, he's like, <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't literally looking at the speedometer too closely. I wasn't looking closely at the road because I would have <laughs> stayed on it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, uh, I think slowest car flip of all time. Um, luckily, no one was hurt. and Land, Landed primo, if I'm not. Yeah, ended up primo. Not good. bolts. Okay. Not bolts. Um, but yeah, Jack, Jack has never believed me on that one, but maybe the, the missing detail of, I was using my phone to, to, to film Travis foot break down old toll. Oh my gosh. The truth comes out. There it is. Wow. All right. Well, I wanted to, to also touch on the fact that you have a French passport. I do. Yes. So uh, Matt's a dual, has a dual citizenship? I do. My mom's French, and all, um, all her side of the family lives there. Matt's also uh, currently living in Germany right now. Yep, Berlin. How's, how's Berlin been treating you? Super well. Um, yeah, I couldn't... Yeah, it was a pandemic time decision. I think we're, we're all... <laughs> feeling loopy and uh i was looking to get something going and uh opportunity came up for a job there when i was working on career change and uh said yeah let's let's do it and it's worked out better and really could have thought super great there no mountains though berlin is very 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 flat so uh i have been slowing down with the downhill these days we went to the woodburger free ride last weekend and um think about Spent about as much time sliding on my ass as I did on my wheels and pucks. <laughs> um, but I've also committed to, uh, yeah, full leathers. I, you know, just 
going back to my story about realizing knee pads yeah <laughs> I mean, that was a big step for me uh next big step is road rash sucks anywhere you get it not just your knee pads not just your knees so oh yeah going full leathers with that um and went to the uh norway event i mentioned previously went out there last year might go again in a few weeks um but yeah been uh trying trying different uh different lifestyle career path and uh country continent how's the skate parks in berlin <laughs> they are they are many but they are not particularly high quality there's a there's a few i i'm super lucky and blessed to have skated a lot of skate parks you know a lot of the best parks around the world and uh um well i know what i like i know what's good no it's not good um max max has a great instagram skate park critic uh you know it's like drinking wine you sample you you find out what you like don't like and um sometimes there's just objectively bad wine and in this case there's objectively bad skate parks <laughs> uh it's like yeah they, they they have a lot of them um there's a few really good ones that are pretty special but yeah it's a lot of like imagine Imagine your classic, like, early 2000s prefab skate park. Like, some sort of, like, tabletop ledge that doesn't make sense. A quarter pipe and just some other random weird feature. It's like that, but concrete. They have, like, this company that has these, like, preformed concrete uh, forms, templates, and they just plop them around. Lovely. Which is a shame, because the other parts of Germany, other cities, you know, have beautiful modern new parks and um but on the other hand you know you gotta gotta balance the hate with uh some praise there there is it's still really fun i'm lucky to have met like a really good good crew of skaters shout out nola um and uh been skating a lot of street and in the past year or two they've built some uh they redid their our indoor bowl um built some new parks so there's a there's a lot of variety, but you know, and they're getting better. But sometimes you know there's there's a there's a rail going diagonally instead of straight, <laughs> just blocks your way. And it's like, oh, why did you put this here? <laughs> Incredible. I like your eyes. Uh, you post some reels here and there of you skating some some pretty funny looking stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had a cool event the other day. Um, it was my friend's birthday and he built a ramp and we went to the park and just stuck it at the bottom of a hill and brought our uh, big sound box speaker from work and uh we just blasted music and skated down a hill and jumped off a ramp and huge crowd of people came and this one guy just like rocked up with his drum set started set up a drum set and was playing that alongside the speaker got some slides <laughs> in because if you if you went full bore down the hill and hit that ramp you're screwed so uh it's fun fun to do some hard wheel slides sick you've been uh been making music too haven't you i have um yeah i i guess i was doing more singer songwriter stuff the past few years and um yeah always wanted to branch out into like electronic and uh struggled with when it comes to the technology and um 
yeah, me and my friend Max have been going to the studio every Wednesday, working on music, and uh, got a event coming up next year, beginning of the year January, and gonna premiere premiere some music. So, since yeah, if you if you we're if we're on the internet together, you'll see it at some point. It's under wraps for the moment. However, you got a brand new uh, theme song intro now, don't you? Yeah, yeah, the. Uh... That theme song we played earlier, Matt Matt made that yesterday. Yes, so it's fun. New theme song. I was like, "How do you Thanks, mix?" Matt. You're welcome. How do you mix like a like newscaster intro with like bluegrass? Well, that's, that's kind of my inspiration. So, well, hopefully, it worked. I like it. I like it. Um, I guess it's a year in the making. Yeah. We were supposed to do this interview a year ago, so this was a uh, you know a long time in the long time coming, but you know. Yeah. Glad we did wait. Anyways, so now we're branded. Got merch. Yeah, gotta go check out the merch. Yeah, shirts. <laughs> gotta plug the shirts again. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got some got some questions I want to run by you. All right. Fire away. So, round lip or square lip wheels? Square lip. Definitely gotta gotta get that edge digging in. Traction, braking power, roll speed. Open road or neighborhood? Well, it's a tricky one because there is an in-between, which is an open neighborhood. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know. Let Let me throw a wrench in it. Elk's an open road, but it's also an open neighborhood. Wow, you know it's all a spectrum. <laughs> it's all a spectrum from open That's to close. That's on one end. <laughs> uh, you know, I would have to say that if you had asked me in the past, I would have said neighborhood for sure. I mean, it's you get to skate a closed road, right? Like you get the use the whole route road. They're dummy steep, crazy stuff. Um, but there's. There's also the the excitement of the open road, you know. You never know what you're going to come across. Get some, get some social interaction. Yeah. Um, <laughs> angry neighbors. Um, but also, like, I think there's also the element of knowing to expect the unknown because you, I, you can get lulled into lulled into a false sense of security on a closed road sometimes because. Like I said, they come in different states, but even, for example, Chi Mini. Chi Mini has these, um, uh, all these trails coming off of it. So even if you know there's no cars at the bottom coming up, there could at any point be a motorcycle or ATV that comes off of the side road onto the road. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with something like Paradise or, and things like that. So I think expecting the unexpected on an open road yeah because it's pretty nice and yeah you I mean you get a different style of road building too you know I, yeah like i think it's it's really rare to get the same kind of like banking i like you don't really ever see much banking on on the the steep neighborhood roads right no you're usually just banging big slides which yeah. is also i mean that's it's better than that yeah <laughs> and you know it's just uh yeah, feels classic, you know. It's like driving a car, riding a bike, 
you know, when you're out there on the road, it's it's just got a certain feeling to it. Love it. If, uh, if you had to pick an all-star lineup of people to take to go out skating, who are you taking? Where are you going? How many do I get? Um, Whatever fits in your car, so I guess four. I don't have a car. Well, you're... <laughs> yeah, I'm alone. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so let's say four people. Oh, that's tough. All right. Can I pick would... four? Yeah. Could be anyone. I mean, I think... I'd have to go you. We've had Fuck yeah. Woo. Yeah. Dan Dan and I have been been around to all kinds of races, fan tours, meeting up in Malibu, um living together. And uh yeah, some of the best trips ever with you. Um so you're in the van for sure. Honored. Um, uh Jack, you know, day one uh also like yeah we wouldn't be skating like we like we are without each other um i'm torn i'm torn here i think He's being yeah. very, very delicate. I think delicate have to go, to go choices. Yeah, T. I was gonna say T. Teach and Bailey because I mean, like, yeah, that's that's the squad. I mean, that's so it's, it's who we we ate breakfast with today, and like we all live together in the same house, and uh, yeah, yeah. We, we've all lived together at some point. Yeah, and <laughs> and also you know like like I said, Bailey. You know, he he brought me in the same way Garrett was uh, kindly saying that it helped helped him. Bailey helped me learn learn a lot, and um, yeah, same uh, same with Teej. Like I remember uh, when we were first meeting up when he was in Brevard and been going strong since. I mean, that's the uh, that's the crew of boys right there. Absolutely. And where are we going? Where are we going? Okay, so there is there's an island. Uh, you know the Grand Canary Islands where Tenerife is. They're uh, Spanish yeah. protectorates off the coast of North Africa. There's a Portuguese island chain with the main island. I think it's called Madura, I believe. Um, I don't know if anyone skated there. I've seen cycling videos from there. But it looks like a yeah Portuguese, maybe less blown out version of Tenerife. I don't know if anyone's done a downhill trip there, but I've never seen a the downhill next frontier video. maybe. Final frontier. frontier. <laughs> no. Um, also, I feel like dude. I feel like China, Nepal, India. Holy all, shit! We're going on a long ass drive. They all. Dude, <laughs> I think they all have some like some crazy roads and it's hard to find like the the intel you want like you know google maps isn't as updated or and such but i've spent some time looking around and i mean the himalayas are so huge and you look at some of these squiggles on the map and it's like is that paved is that not paved i don't know but those are those are the places i'm thinking but i think so we're gonna go to the himalayas (laughs) yeah dude (laughs) i'm so fucking scared (laughs) (laughs) I <laughs> you're so high up. 
You're so high up, you have to wear like an oxygen mask to skate downhill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gonna need these for the first half of the run. Yeah. All right, moving on. What's the best road? I mean, I, Paradise is called Paradise for a reason. Salad. I like that. You know, um, and I have to tie it with elk because. Uh, oh, wait. Can I say it? Locations? The, you can say whatever uh, you yeah, want. Yeah, you know, the. They're they're off of each other, you know. It's like they're they they are like part of the same tour and place. And also that we talked about earlier, that first day skating in Asheville, we skated Paradise and then Elk. And so I kind of think of Paradise as an extension of Elk. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah i I would have to say they were largely like tied for me. I mean, I love both of them and. You know, elk feels like home. You know the neighbors. Mm-hmm. You see the same bears every year. You see the same. Yeah. You watch the cubs grow. You see the same turkeys. You know they walk up and down the same pass on the mountain. But then, yeah, paradise. Once paradise got blown, that was a that was a huge hit because, dude, paradise is elk's elk's the perfect just perfect road, but paradise is the best road. You know what I mean? facts like so fast crazy corners huge wides use the whole thing and like you can come you like that first right you go into that slide full tuck you're going like over 50 and then you're still going like 30 around around this this corner after you slide yeah and i'm i'm a left turn man i love me a left turn but my favorite corner is a right and it's that first right on paradise (laughs) oh yeah it's one of the top top corners for sure all right we'll keep, we'll keep it moving um we're gonna do uh for men and women who you think has the best style Ooh, best style um hmm. i mean i really He's a careful thinker. I really like... Right, so this is recorded, you know? <laughs> These words are going to come back. i got to make sure I get them right. Um, dude, I think... Uh, I might have to give... I guess I see a few different kinds of styles. Like, definitely... Um, gotta give it up to Norm. Like, just absolutely mashes throws like some cool creativity in there and um like puts down on some roads garrett i always loved watching garrett and kevin skate together um because like they had such differing styles but blended so get like sweet and sour Mm -hmm. absolutely you know um Garrett's the sour one. Mac and cheese. <laughs> Garrett's the sour one. Um, yeah. Uh, really love, love that. Um, Aaron Hampshire, shout out. Like, um, dude, when it comes to just like textbook, like what your body should look like when breaking and turning for maximum efficiency. 
I mean, he's just got some really just like the angles, man. Got a mean looking tuck. And look at those angles. Um, what about uh, for women? Uh, for women, I have to say, I mean, I gotta give it up to Emily, like, because I mean, obviously, there's the the just simple prowess. You know, she's she crushes it, men or women, open and everything. Um, but like, yeah, I remember because she was coming on to like racing around the same time I was and watching her progression. I would say it's cool to to see someone's style where it came from and how it evolves over time and improves and turns into this just like mean racing machine um so yeah that i put her there i mean ashley as well ashley weinkoff super shredder shout out yeah and uh i love like her tuck looks really good I think she's been she's been rocking the Aerolib, which fits fits her style recently. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was watching her take some runs at. Um, I mean, we've taken a lot of runs together over the years, but at uh, Wood Booger, um, like putting it down. She's just on some heel sides, was just looking like mean and on point, and like one of the still one of the like fastest through the corners. Yeah, love it. What's uh, what's your go to karaoke song? Oh, I tr- I tr- I try to I try to sing a new one every time, but if you had to put me on the spot and say, "All right, you're going on the stage," what's the what are you gonna put it down? I, I might go, "Kiss" by Prince. I've heard you sing that a few times. It's a staple. It's a staple. I feel feel comfortable on that one. I got, I got some uh, synchronized dance moves. I also I I meant to ask you where uh. Where did Revlord come from? Forgot to ask you that earlier. Uh yeah. So <laughs> if you don't know, I was out for a rip for a long time. I'm talking about Instagram handles here. And uh I had uh I had signed up for okay, so this, this is a long convoluted story. I'm trying to really shorten this one down. I signed up <laughs> I, in high school, I went and did this volunteer thing, and when you filled out a form, um, there was like a place for a prefix fix, and I chose Reverend. So throughout the years, I get mail every once in a while for Reverend Matthew Deitch. My mom was always like, "The hell is this? Like, why does this say Reverend on it?" So I already had that in my mind, and so yeah, when we were living together at the White House, um, I had uh, I had signed up to be a minister online. You know, you can get one of those cards and i'd also done the buy one square foot of land in scotland to become a lord and uh so with this reverend history and this uh lord it just kind of came together and obviously like revs hitting revs in the park uh hitting revs down the hill heavy revs with the boys and big revs baby yeah that was that was the day we had the party at the white house with uh that was the day that Dumpster Jack's outdoor sound experience debuted when we all piled into Tristan's van with the karaoke and set up karaoke at the bar. Yeah. We just walked into the bar and said, hey, can we set up our karaoke machine? That was the best day of my life. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we were sitting outside and I don't remember. 
think we were trying to drink beer through paper towel rolls or whatever the Instagram challenge of the day was. And uh, <laughs> yeah, a moment of inspiration. Oh, because you were wave, your wave cruise, and that was a uh, combination of two things, right? Yeah. It was a uh, was it booze cruise before? I was. It was like Tom Cruise booze cruise. And then, and then Team Wave. Like, yeah, it was like Team Wave, and then I was like, whoa, Wave Cruise. Yeah. And yeah, I took some inspo on that uh, mashup right there and you know, put the put the Rev Lord together and it just made sense. Yeah, it was like uh you know, it's like when um Pokemon evolves or something. <laughs> <laughs> it came into my new being. And uh, we'll we'll see. Maybe maybe it'll be another one down down the road, but another iteration. I love it. And we just the official was funny. <laughs> yeah, that uh, official. Yeah, I think um, uh, Peter from Mids has his Instagram. It's like Owen Wilson official because he looks like Owen Wilson. Oh, we just, yeah. oh, Revlor was taken, and we we decided to put the uh, the official on there. Well, that's how you know it's official. Yeah, incredible. Well, uh, yeah, we're uh, we're getting towards the end here. Mm. Um, I don't know if you had any kind of closing things or anything you wanted to talk about or mm. any thank yous of any kind yeah got a few um yeah one thought i had actually i you we're putting this stuff on paper right yeah. now yeah so i mentioned earlier my two contributions to downhill one being the switch foot break my other one is i'm going to claim the only skateboard burnout ever done and if once again if you got the proof let me know but there's that road in alabama where they have the yeah, race yeah 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 with the crazy pavement and if you full tuck into that turn and throw this throw like just a fat slide straight into it the pavement makes smoke come off of your wheels and i got a picture of it and i've not seen anything else i'm claiming i'm i'm claiming skateboard burnout I'm claiming switch foot brake and I'm no longer claiming to be the fastest skater on the East coast <laughs> because it did not look so good at Woodbooger last week. And I think I finally, back. I finally fell more than Jack. So, Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I had that one on my mind. I need to, I need to get the ego claims out there. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> that being said, um, yeah, thoughts. I would say that, yeah, as a closing thought, like it's uh yeah, good to go back over this stuff with you. Thanks for having me on. Um Love loved having you on, man. This has been awesome. For sure. Definitely like uh yeah, a lot of fond memories and um yeah, throw some thank yous out there. I mean gotta give it up to Yeah, I mean to yeah, be real about it. Like there's a lot of times where people saw something in me and offered me a chance. You know, whether that's Jim in action and or Max with Skatehouse in Madrid or Norm and everyone at Sucrose putting me on. Um, and uh, yeah, every, everyone that's uh, supported me that way. And then also, I mean, I, yeah, I, I put up people at the, the house here, but people have put me up all over the place. And so... Thanks to everyone that's made that possible. And also thanks skateboarding for taking me some pretty cool places. And uh, yeah, thank you 35 All Grip.
Thank you, Matthew. You're welcome. Really appreciate you having having you on today. Um, yeah, I guess this is the end. Over and out from 35 All Grip. Over and out.